This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Guys, guess what? Christmas came early yesterday. Woo! We are going to trial. This is so historic, and you know what? I couldn't have done it without you. About a little over a day ago, I stood here on this stage, and I said, please pray, not just for me, Pray for our attorneys, pray for our witnesses, pray for the judge, my goodness. You did it, and yesterday we got great news. We're taking these bastards to trial. It is Christmas time. And we are saying Merry Christmas again. That's right. But, but... I'm a Christian, but I'm done turning the other cheek. Because now is the time for action. Now is the time for victory. Now is the time to take back our country. And we're doing it. We're taking it all back. So now when we say, hey, you know, America Fest is completed. Make a plan. Make a promise to yourself. Make a challenge to yourself. The easy thing in 2023 would be to complain and say this is kind of an off year. The necessary thing is to say, I'm going to do something in 2023 I did not do in 2022. And if you're looking for that place to start, that's why Turning Point exists. Turning Point exists to fill you up, Make it easier for you to do that through the resources, the training, the staffing, the programming, the messaging, all of that, because we need this movement. And because of you, it's stronger than ever. 2022 is a complicated year, but I think we can look back and say, hey, we've been so blessed and we still are blessed to live in the greatest country ever to exist in the history of the world. And our future is solely determined on what we do. Let's make a decision to do something meaningful and impactful. God bless Turning Point USA and God bless all of you. Impeaching Joe Biden's too good for him. Then we got to bring the criminal charges and send him to prison for treason and selling out this country. Is there any doubt? Is there any doubt you've gone through the laptop from hell? Remember, it was a year later and they spent all that time with Twitter and Facebook and all of them prepping and saying, oh, this is Russian disinformation. They did. They had all of our phones tapped. They had mine. They had Rudy's had everybody's that was working on it. They knew what they were doing. This is all out in the open now. It was an open coup. 
by Ray and Barr and the DHS, CIA and the people that work for him. And we all politics is performative until we get the investigations and get to the bottom of every name the 51 intelligence officers and everybody else that sold this country out. All these traitors must go to prison. All traitors must go to prison. All traitors must go to prison. Who is that guy? When the Irishman like, gets the like, microphone. We're here for the board meeting upstairs of Turning Point That's USA. <laughs> They're questioning Charlie Kirk. No. Welcome. It's Tuesday, 20 December, the year of our Lord, 2022. You're in the war room. We're honored to have, we're here at uh, Charlie Kirk's headquarters, Turning Point USA, at the famous studio. Charlie, thank you so thank much. You. Natalie Winters, the Jack Basovic, uh, everybody. We're here for AmFest postgame. Post-game analysis, we've got you only for one block. Give us your assessment. i got to tell you, I've been to a lot of CPACs, and CPACs is terrific. But going the old days when Andrew was there, there was something about this. This was, It felt like Lexington and Concord. It felt like a ton, thousands and thousands of young people, activists. And, what I, I, and for the War Room posse, they showed up a little older element, it merged into one, and i got to tell you, people were fired up. Yeah, I mean, it was an event unlike any other. It was magical. It's the largest multi-day event in the history of the conservative movement. Wow. Now, it would have been the largest wow. event if it wasn't for those darn MAGA rallies, but it was the yeah, largest yeah, multi-day yeah, yeah. event if you exclude party conventions, okay, because yeah. that's a special thing. But that's a big deal. You know, you got 11,200 people that came through there, Steve, of all ages, um, and people said their lives were changed, and and people said that they're going to run for school board now, state rep, they're going to start holding people accountable, do FOIA requests, and the magic of America Fest really was in the breakouts. The breakout sessions is where I got the most feedback because it was about two to 300 people in the room. Yeah. They were to ask intimate questions. The breakout, talk, about, talk about the breakouts. What kind of topics did you cover and who was there covering? You know, how to spot a woke pastor and why to change your church if they're not preaching the gospel correctly and or if they're going in that woke direction, how to run for school board, how to run for student body president if you're a student, how to start a turning point chapter. Do you notice the word I'm using? How, 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 how? And that's really the takeaway we receive from so many people is they feel better equipped. So it's not just giving them the technology and giving them the equipment, yes. but also giving them a little bit of a chance to see the people they look up to. But these were these were working groups, right? We call we call them breakout sessions, but what you're referring to are actually working groups yes. where you come together, you're giving them the tools, there's a lot of interactivity, there's Q&A, and it's it's all how to. It's not just, you know, somebody selling you something in there like a seminar. Tell yeah. us about the scale of it. You say about how. I was stunned by not just the scale of the audience behind the scenes, yes. right? You had all these breakout rooms, you had all that, the scale of this, 11,000 people, probably at any one time, seven or 8,000 action space, another in four, the room. In the room right. another four or 5,000 in, in breakout break, rooms. Or the exhibitor hall, right? Yes. We have 120 exhibitors that yep. were there, uh, some for-profit businesses, nonprofits, great organizations there. Media Row itself could have been huge. A, an event. It was huge. I mean, Massive. you probably had 500 people just showing up for a war room just to watch no. every morning at incredible. 8 a.m. But and, I went to a Media Row to do, uh, we pre-recorded some stuff for Jack, and I'm walking down. I go, when is this thing end? We get to Jack's thing, and it's only halfway. It goes all and the way And then you down. turn all the corner, the way, there's the another media the row. Yeah. yeah. And, and so How what, many media outlets covered this? We, we had well over 85 in person. Which 85. Is and that doesn't count the online influencers, the ambassadors. So think about all the micro events that we had, too. So we had a pastor's dinner last night. Had yeah. 195 pastors from across wow. the country. 
We had an educator summit going on simultaneously, 500 teachers from across the country, government and private school teachers. We had our influencer ambassador summit last night that Jack was there, over 120, I think 120, 150 online social media influencers, combined social media reach of over 40 to 50 million people. We had our student breakouts. We had our high school breakouts, our college breakouts. We had our school board breakouts. So you look at kind of every vertical that we have to try to make gains in in the conservative movement. There was specialized training across the board for that. And then, of course, the big plenary sessions where we had the big guys, Tucker, you, Steve, Jack, you know, Laura Ingram, the big ones. And so they, they get charged up. They get the training. They, and then also, finally, the community. How cool was it, Steve, to yeah. hear the stories, to meet Incredible. the people? To, Incredible. You mean, because, Steve, you say always yeah. populism, nationalism. Yes. That means you got to listen to the people. Yeah. you got you got to shake some hands. you got to hear some, you know, stories. And I made a point of that. I, made, I spent more time out kind of in the hall Just, yeah. more than any other event I've ever done. I've never seen you out that much. I've yeah, never, because I, I, I've been coming for a few years now, and you, you know, you go through, and, and you're, you're always, you know, onto this meeting, onto this thing, onto this thing. This time, you didn't do that. You were out. You were talking to people. You were doing the show. It, it was really cool to see. Yeah, I told the team, I said, hey, you know, these, these people, during the midst of what I think is an inflation recession, you know, were nice enough to buy tickets and travel across the country. I want to mm-hmm. spend as much time as I can, you know, with them. And Talk about across the country and across the world. I was blown away. We're sitting there doing War Room, and guys are from Boston. They're from New England. Tokyo. They're from Hawaii. Charlie, how many, how many states? How many states? All 50 states represented. All 50. All 50. Yes. Wow. And how many countries? Uh, at least 10 countries that we know of. Wow. And so that means there could have been more. There was Australia. There was Italy. There was Japan. There was UK. Well, guys, was New Zealand. Yes. Right? Had, CC, had guys from China, guys from Hong Kong. Canada, Kong. Mexico. Yeah. Incredible. Um, how long does it take to plan and get this? Well, to actually do this and to do it the scale that you do it. Well, first of all, it's amazing. This was all done by 25, 26, and 27-year-olds. Wow. And that, I just want, there, was wow. no, there was no professional events firm. Nothing. You didn't hire, you didn't subcontract. To we subcontracted the stage, right. which we, there's no way to, you could right, do that, right? right? right. We, we subcontracted right. some of the AV, but from the event logistics to booking speakers to all that, it's all in-house. Which is, that's, that's unheard of, right? Huge but, shout out for the turning thank point. Thank you. Now, come on. It Laura and Sarah and Michelle, it's world class, right? I mean, it's And it's seamless. Thank you. And we, we, that, that yeah. comes with a lot and, of work. And you and even, precision. the one that you even had Tim Poole do his show for the first time ever. And he's live. such a freak. Right. No, I love him. <laughs> but he, no, no, no. Because you've got to go to Harper's Ferry. You've got to go to the compound. I mean, if he was you got, saying, you got to do the whole thing. Yeah. Kanye, this, this Kanye, Kanye, Kanye says, I'll Skype it. He says, outside. no, you got to, you got to show up, right? No. So right. And he brings his road show to us, but no, what, what and is, that was seamless. You felt first like time ever. You felt like you were in the first Tim. You ever. felt like you were in the Tim. First time show. ever in front of people, yeah, uh, people. live audience. But look, yeah. it's a culmination of all of our events. Why are we able to do this? Because we have the chapters. Because we have the field program. Because we have Turning Point Academy. Because we have TPUSA Faith. And so, it, if we, if the only thing we did at Turning Point was America Fest, we would have made the world a better place. That's one of hundreds of things we do. It is the biggest. Yeah. It is the most packed, impactful. Yeah. But it's just a little bit of a window of the machine that we've been blessed with at Turning Point USA. So where do we go from here? What is, what is this? This is to summarize where we are and also to fire off the football for 2023. Yeah. Really got I got mean, you for a couple of minutes. So walk us through. So how's this fire off the football? So Turning Point Action is also a big part of what we're doing. And I mean, we're looking at 127 on the 27th of January is the RNC vote. And so, you know, a lot of people say, hey, Charlie, I'm not sure how to think about this. Let's ask our audience. So we asked our audience, the results came today, 98% of people that attended, no, 98.3% of people that attended say that Ronald Romney should be fired. 98.3%. And that's Richard Barris polling. That's Richard Barris, independent polling, right? right? And so the, the approval, disapproval, 98% of our attendees disapprove of the RNC. And so 127 is a big day. And, you know, we'll see, uh, 
see how people end up voting. But that Clubby 168, I think, needs to start listening to voters. I mean, how, how important is the apparatus of the RNC in your mind to turn around? I mean, it, it's it's instrumental because according to federal election code, not to bore people with you know federal regulations or campaign finance, the RNC can do stuff that a super PAC, a C4, and outside groups cannot do. It can coordinate with campaigns. It can share data. It can raise money through committees. It can work with state central committees. It can do voter registration and standing with city and local governments when it comes to voter complaints. The party itself, what like it or not, is able to raise money and share data with your desired candidate. That's a big deal. Super PAC can't do that. A C4 can't do that. And so if you don't have a functioning party, you're not going to win in 2024. The, the, the poll was big because, and it broke down then for Harmeet and, and, uh, and uh, Mike and, and, and Arana, but people didn't come in here predisposed. I mean, that kind of was an organic thing. Nobody came and campaigned and said, Rana, Rana, Rana's no, terrible. No, it wasn't. And no, I mean, by the way, McDaniel. I'm not making this personal about Rana. Right. I think she's a sweet person. She's always been very kind to me. I'm always very clear about this. I think she should go run for Congress in Michigan. But if you lose, especially a Senate seat in a year that should have been a red yeah. wave, you should be fired and a new regime should come in. Okay, before we lose you, and by the way, uh, the brother Brasovic is going to join Natalie Winters, myself, and Jack in the uh, in the next segment. Oh, two Brasovics, too much. Real, real, oh, yeah. no, come on, that's not to bring Natalie. I'd have cover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, real quickly, we got 90 seconds. Pretty explosive interview yesterday with Bo Congressman Bobert. Yeah, it's caused like a huge cat fight. Yeah, I love them both. I didn't. I, I don't know. It's still going. It's still it's going. Still going. I, I, oh, it's I, only I, getting worse. I deleted Twitter. I asked a very specific question, not knowing there was any kind of a background between Bobert and MTG saying Marjorie Taylor Greene, whom we all respect, thinks Kevin McCarthy should be speaker. That's a fact, right? You don't have to agree with it. And. I guess I started some sort of a range my, war. My eyebrows have become kind of like an internet meme now. Is it still um, going I, on? It's no. still going. It's, oh, it's still it's going. It's picking up momentum. Yeah. It's worse than no, I, I went. I went and popped in just now, and everything, all I see on Twitter are my eyebrows. But, all I mean, over I was over accused over. of asking me direct questions. I said, of course. I mean, you're it's not going to cut. It's the Charlie Kirk show. I said, you, you, I want to know, are you a hard no or not? And I just right. kept on asking because I'm curious, right? Like, where do you stand? Right. Gates, to his credit, was like, yeah, I'm a hard no. I was like, well, what if you're head of appropriations? I'm a hard yeah. no. What if you're whip? I'm a hard no. I said, all right, you're a hard no. Get, you know, that was it. And um, I, I want to know where people stand. I love Lauren Boebert. She's terrific. I yeah, think Marjorie Taylor Greene's amazing. I mean, they both speak at our events. Uh, I'm sorry to see him fight. Charlie, great event. Thank uh, you. Great sub-events. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of after-action reports. Yeah, for well, we're, we're thankful for War Room. It was evident they showed up in big numbers. I think they were blessed by being there. I think our students were blessed by their energy. It's this great multi-generational convergence that has never happened before. And in I my had experience. so many people come and say, we're so glad we made the decision to come. I mean, from all over the country, more impossible. We're going to talk Wait, about and about at the end of all that, Charlie Kirk has got to go run to babysit. There you go. That's the babysit. Most Charlie, thank you very much. Thank you, you thank you for having us. Merry Christmas. Dan. Short commercial break. Back here at Charlie Kirk Studio in, with Warren Minimum. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I know they paid too much for my braces. Is that okay? Okay, uh, welcome. I guess it was that we're going to do this without an open this time. That's okay. <laughs> it's the war room, baby. All right. We're here. We're we'll here. do it live. We're here for post game. Okay, we've now we've now traded out uh, Charlie Kirk. How do, how do we get like the brothers Posobic? How do we write that, Kevin? Thank you very know. much. I don't know. It's, a, it's your call, man. Get, Double okay, trouble. For, first off, I'm, I'm going to turn to Natalie here for her assessment. <laughs> In the in the uh, in the first block, we're a little misogynist. You're not sit there. You're just not eye candy. You're the, you're the best investigative reporter in in DC. Um, I'm always working. You're always working. <laughs> Here's the thing. I had a, I had a very reflective speech to give today, at uh, the kind of you know the last speech before Charlie sums up uh, Amfest. What happened to that speech? Well, Jack Posobiec's up before me, and Jack Posobiec <laughs> goes Latin mass on me. Yep. Jack Posobiec, talk about a high wire act. Without without a net, Jack Posobiec breaks out into a into to our father. I think it was right, Potter if, I, if I remember from my the full Potter altar, Noster. altar boy days yep. in Latin. Tell me about that. Well, look, you know that was because though Steve, it it wasn't just for uh for the you know for a gimmick of, of doing it, but we were doing that. We were offering it for Father Frank. For yes, them. we were offering it for Father Frank, and what I set up there was I said, look, let me tell you something about my friend Father Frank. Father Frank is crazy. <laughs> Father Frank is yes. nuts. Why? And MAGA. Because Father Frank sees what they're doing to these unborn children. Yeah. He sees the machinations of the way that these various groups like Planned Parenthood and others work with the administration, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, these people who we are told are Catholics, and it makes him very, very upset. And in response, what has the Vatican done? For the man that's run the priest for life yep. for 30 years, yep. are they going after Biden? Are they going after Pelosi? No, they're going after Father Frank. And we found out today, and I'll, I'll, I'll credit Dr. Taylor Marshall with the scoop on this, that it was Pope Francis himself that signed off on this. Wow. Of course he was. That's why I said they can't, you, can't, uh, you can't debate it. Right, so he's, it's a full, and by the way, and, and this is something where for and folks- And then the, the Daily Mail today has a story about the Pope's right hand, the, guy, the other Jesuit is like doing Holy Trinity threesomes. The Holy, right, so- what? The, Whoa. The, 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 No, it's true, no, it's Whoa. true, it's true. So there, the Jesuit there's, artist, there's, there's that does, a Vatican the does the paintings with the, with the like the pedo eyes in it, right? The, I don't want to go QAnon, full call QAnon. That, call that Balenciaga style. I, Balenciaga yeah. style. Balenciaga style. Is it the same church in Georgetown that Biden goes to? Oh, I don't know. So this is a priest. See, Jack Posobiec's learned the lesson. Just kind of throw it out. Just, who just throw it out there in the ether. Right, exactly. So this is a priest who would have been defrocked. This is a priest who would have yes. been suspended completely. But The threesome priest. But, right, yeah. with nuns. With nuns. But because Can't make this, this priest is a Jesuit, yes. whereas Pope Francis is our first ever Jesuit priest. And the Jesuits, you got to understand, these were like 
they were like the Navy SEALs yes, of the yeah. priesthood back yes. in the fifteen hundreds. Yes, yes. They were the. I mean, these yes. guys were tough. They yes. were intellect. They yes. were Aquinas. Yes, they were. And had they to were have going like a PhD out, to, you know, to be part you, you of. You had it. to have yeah. a PhD. Yeah. They were, they had yeah. to have a PhD. Steve, yeah. they're the ones who founded the yeah. universities. Yeah. Um, I went to Georgetown when it was still Catholic. When it was right, right, and so. Yeah. This was you. You were there back when they still had slaves, right? <laughs> wow! Well, no, don't God. worry. They sold them. It's okay. And so, and Steve wasn't cut in on that deal. You weren't on that one, right? The only Jesuits. No, just the Jesuits. Okay, that's right. where they given half the university back then. That's right. right. Yeah, right. Well, By well, the way, you notice they hid that only for a hundred years. Right? right. Yeah. Totally oh, we didn't hit, see totally that. Hit, the accountants totally didn't report that. And so, it's outrageous. What What happened though is somewhere along the line really in the 1960s this order gets infiltrated and that is where you see the most liberal pushing the lgbt agenda type, oh we have to welcome it no liberation church, theology it went to liberation it went to only communist back in the back in the 60s and, and, after the Vatican II. and yeah. this is where you get this is where pope francis derives from. By he's the way, a radical francis, in latin america no right? no latin america hasn't even congratulated his own home team on winning the world cup yet not even mm. Argentina wins nothing from Pope Francis whatsoever because the guy is is he seems more interested in protecting his order and I know we're going we're going high Vatican you know uh, hierarchy on this but it's you have to understand that there is this Jesuit order that has become infiltrated yes. liberation theology it yes. comes out of South America and then you put that into the Vatican so they'll take care of which is their bodies. They'll right. take care of their friends, Central America, whatever they're America. doing. But you got right. a guy like Father Frank. You got a guy who's standing mm -hmm. up for the rights of the unborn. Yeah. And regardless of which, uh, you know, which 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 church you go the, to, the, the liberation theology ties to the Frankfurt School that came over around oh, 100%. the world. But but 100%. from the University of Paris, these great universities, they realized they couldn't sell the Europeans on this because it was too crazy an idea. They said, oh, let's go to Central America and Latin America. And they took the contagion. That's right. The Jesuits took the contagion there. Um, let me, let me, I want to get you two guys in here for, tell me about, particularly Natalie, because uh, you're traditionally what AmFest is about, this younger generation. What was your assessment at AmFest? Well, I think the sense of camaraderie that, events that turning points turning point puts on uh, really can't be overstated you know i only graduated college less than a year ago i didn't spend a lot of time there but there really is i mean i know people hear about the indoctrination attempts that goes on on campus but it really is demoralization in the sense that what do you mean by that they want kids who not even necessarily are conservative and self-identify as conservative but people who don't buy into the mainstream narratives, people who, you know, aren't eager to write their papers about feminism and all of these left-wing talking points. They really, I think, capitalize and weaponize the fact that you feel ostracized and you feel alone. And it's part of growing up. You want to belong to something. You want to feel a part of something. And I think that's how they get a lot of these people to kind of join the cult that is, you want to call it liberalism, leftism, wokeism. I mean, frankly, it's, it's Marxism at its core. So I think events like Turning Point, and that was sort of what, what I gathered from a lot of the people my age that I got to speak to, which I, I usually don't spend much time around people my age, um, was that it's Turning Point that sort of is the counter to that, right? It's the antithesis. It's you can still have a sense of community, really a sense of purpose, which I think people who don't buy into the BLM agenda, right? It's a lot easier to be a young person and be on the left because your entire social calendar is already built for you, right? You know the activities you have to get involved in. You know the protests you have to go to. But if and the acceptance you're going to get, both, both by the exactly. faculty and, and the administration. My life would have been a lot easier, right? <laughs> this is what I think is 
surprising. University of mm-hmm. Chicago is known as a bastion of the Chicago School of Economics. It's got the politics, the Straussians. It, people think of it almost as a graduate school. You're telling me even if someplace like Chicago, it's infiltrated by this uh, this social justice wokeness? Exactly. They they look to, I think, the Chicago School of Economics as sort of a scarlet letter on, on their sleeve. They, they don't appreciate it. And there's no better example of this, not to get anecdotal, but I had rushed. I had joined a sorority in my like first week of being there, and I was actually kicked out of it um, for being affiliated with stop? War Room. I'm <laughs> not kidding. Hold it. I was you the crazy kicked, Bannon girl. <laughs> you got kicked out of your sorority? <laughs> yes, I did. How have we not heard the story before? <laughs> no, this is coming. How long did how long did you make it? How long long through through Rush Leak did you make it? Did you make it through Rush? The craziest part is Did you have to do the boots on the stairs? (laughs) No, so I rush. (laughs) I was a new member. You were already in the sorority. You're so so I was part of the whatever the equivalent of the pledge class. Ladies and feathers stiff as a board. Right. I don't even know what any of this means because I was never part of it. She has no idea. So I'm in it for maximum four days. And I get an email from the chapter president the vice president and the national representative. The national the representative. They already lawyers involved. Well, it's funny you say that. I have to appear for a hearing because they say I'm transphobic. Which, if anyone knows me, I mean, get me for hating the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> like, transphobia, that's yeah, like yeah, the least yeah, of my yeah, beat. Yeah, no, I barely no. cover that. Um, She's from L.A., trust me. <laughs> that's, not, that's not an issue. Right? So, Natalie has issues, but that's not an issue. <laughs> so I show up to this hearing, and they start questioning me about my beliefs. About oh, who you I, go into a star chamber? So I, I've never heard the story. I know. It was like a skiff. It was in the library. It was a soundproof room. So it was a skiff. It was basically a skiff. I show up, and they start questioning questioning me about basically what my career plans are. If I decide to, if I want to continue working for War Room, working with Brahim and the National Pulse and what kind of stories I'd be covering. And they very slightly, you know, suggest, because uh, they were they were holding a vote on whether or not they should sanction me. <laughs> I'm serious. Sanction you. Sanction me. <laughs> I had been a member for four days They're and I was, ni- I was 19 at the time. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like overwhelmed. But I said to their face, I said, of course, I went off in typical Natalie Winters, you know, think how I go off on Fauci. That was how I went off on them. <laughs> and uh, I outlined all the reasons why what they were doing was absolutely crazy. Um, of course, also, the transphobia issue aside, they said, we cannot support you becoming a member of this chapter because what if one of our other members of your pledge class was transgender. How would they feel? And I was like, only would a sorority put the needs and desires of a transgender person above a biological woman. <laughs> you said <laughs> that? Of course. Of course. So I oh, but but the silver lining to the story and why to tie it all back to turning point, why it's important is because I knew that I had an ecosystem back in Washington, DC, like War Room, like Raheem and the National Pulse and my conservative friends to support me, where I was confident saying to the sorority, you know what? I won't use the bad word that you used on Tim Pool, uh, but I said that to them. I said, I don't care. I don't need you. By the way, your sorority sucks and the, frat, the guys in yes. the frats are ugly, so I don't even care. Yes. <laughs> so I said, I don't want to be a part of your sorority. Take me off your list. I was a third generation legacy at this sorority. And I oh, said, at the sorority, wow. third generation. I said, I don't oh, want to be. You mean a, your grandmother and your grandmother mother. and your mother. And I said, I don't wow. want to be a part of this. And by the way, I'm going to move to Washington, D.C. I'm going to start working for War Room and you're going to see me on live TV. Walked out of there. 
So now we know the backstory. Now we know the backstory wow. of the work wow. ethic so, of Natalie Winters. Wow. It's all really just a cat fight. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's vengeance. Yeah. No, it, okay, we're gonna get back to it because one of the th you're telling us is that for young people, and I also think for the Warren mm -hmm. Posse, hell has no fury. Well, you're not alone. <laughs> hell has no fury. It was that I had a community yes. to go back to and yes. something to work forward to, and knowing that if I wore my conservative values on my sleeve, I could still have a job. I could still work because I, as being from LA, I was told you, that I was a crazy person, no, right? I wouldn't do you have a name future. Delta you wanna, Gamma. Oh, oh my God, Delta Gamma. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Blow them up. Blow them up. Okay, this now. week's version of Animal House. Okay, we're going to take, take a short Double break. secret probation. We're going to be back with more stories about Delta Gamma in a moment. Delta Gamma winters. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name, or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Remember, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM, not POSO, WARROOM, <laughs> promo code. He said it, he said it, folks. <laughs> promo code WARROOM. You still get your Christmas gifts. Go check it out. The 80% inventory clearance sale still goes on. Of course, Mike's got sales virtually on everything. Go check out a day. Uh, MyPillow.com, promo code WORM, the great Mike Lindell and the manufacturing company up in Minnesota. Continue on. Uh, by the way, we, we had a whole nother show <laughs> scheduled, the post game, but I'm so mesmerized by Delta Gamma. Hold it. Continue on the story. Because okay, we, we found in the break, we found in the break, we found the break, a massive buried lead to this. <laughs> a very, very big buried lead, the, which the woman is from The woman from National. Hold it. I said, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, let her say it. Let her say it. Go ahead. Okay, I also found found the email that I got from Can you them. read it? And so this was, I got a lot of, there were a lot of reports, but this was the one of the person explaining how I was transphobic. This is, this is what she said. Although I personally am not a black transgender woman, I would not feel comfortable sharing a sisterhood with someone who calls my truth clown world. The new member's <laughs> referral to a black transgender woman that was calling attention to the disproportionate amount of hate crimes committed against her specific demographic as clown world was shocking. The repeated rhetoric about transgender individuals, LGBTQ plus individuals, and same-sex marriage and the new members' social media and journalism left me extremely uncomfortable. I struggled with how I could in good faith encourage a woman who identifies with the demographics targeted by this new member and her tweets and journalism to join our sisterhood if I knew Natalie Winters might be sitting right next to her at Chapter calling her truth a clown world. Are you telling me wow. that they, hold on, hang on, that Delta Gamma ch Chapter <laughs> in the University of Chicago lets guys in the sorority? Well, 
I so to be fair, and this is the, the funniest okay. part of the whole story. So about two years after I left, um, all of you Chicago Greek life basically disbanded because they all said it was too racist to still exist. So I was actually ahead of the curve. Um, they shut down all the sororities and fraternities. It was it was an internal movement. So this it was it, it wasn't like Har- it, it wasn't like everywhere. Harvard where it was top down like the the institution themselves saying. Oh, did tar- Harvard kick the fraternities and sororities? Oh, uh, we should have talked about this when yeah. Charlie was here. That's turning points all been mm-hmm. all over this. Oh, I didn't even know. So, that. but you Chicago because even though you think you Chicago writes level headed conservative think, super kids, no, that but it's a perfect perfect example of the wokes kind of eating their own because they actually disbanded the sororities and but then they actually all just reformed and started this like new society thing so it's it's also kids can just party and drink at, at the but, core of it but, but the buried lead no no stop you're not getting off the hook that easy <laughs> so the thing is it's a very interesting story tell me about the adult the, the woman from the chapter she goes oh you mean the chinese woman right <laughs> i know you would think as someone who uh who studies ccp, CCP infiltration i would all Paul, uh, do you have a Confucius Institute in Chicago? So U Chicago, well, there are no Confucius Institutes anymore because right. they got rid of because them. Because Natalie Winters took <laughs> Blew them up. Thanks to DG, right? Yeah. So the joke's on them because they actually created their own worst enemy. Um, but you, Chicago, is probably one of the worst offenders when it comes to Chinese Communist Party cash influxes and these kind of propaganda operations. The China United States Exchange Foundation, which is one of these groups They're that I'm t- always railing about, right? Worse. It's, it's worse. evil, evil, evil. Um, they. I mean, re- they're up in your face. They're in your face. They don't try to hide it like Confucius Institute. They're in your No, your yeah. Yeah. They're part of Beijing's political warfare department uh, through and through. Um, and you Chicago still routinely collaborates with them. I think they just held a summit with them on like climate change or something. I love the farthest. backstory though. The <laughs> origin story yeah. of Natalie know, Winters <laughs> is that a yeah. suspected CCP agent no, okay. tried to kick her out of did the sorority. Kick, kick her, essentially yeah. essentially sorority. kicks her out. The same one that her mother and her grandmother had been not in, good enough. which sets Don't her worry. off. Not, not good enough. Sets baby. her off. Okay on a crusade against the Chinese Communist Party to which she continues. She gets the Confucius Institutes shut down nationwide. Greek life, maybe I'm secretly behind all this. I'm glad the War Room has uh, has comic book rights to that, right? This is amazing. It's a great story. It really is. But but I, I stand by what I said in that for young people, even though, you know, I wish everyone could be courageous and, you know, the whole the whole thing. But it's really hard when you're, I was 19 at the time, to go against the grain entirely and know that when I walked out of that skiff, I was going to be known as the crazy Bannon girl, which yeah. to me was like the best nickname ever. Yeah. Um, but to everyone else, I was, you know, the crazy neo-Nazi that could never get into the parties, that wouldn't have a social life, that all my professors would know that, you know, oh, she's the crazy right-wing girl. And that's why groups like Turning Point no, are so important. but here's the other important. thing, too, is we notice in, in, in doing the show and having people come up afterwards, there were even some a lot of high school students there. Mm-hmm. The, the pressure, wait, 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 actually, I know, I know the sad on the this. Pro, the pro, the pro, the, in high school, it's just as bad. There the are more, there are now more Turning Point high school chapters than there are college chapters. This is important for the people, the folks at home. And I was so blown great, away with It's Charlie so great we that. had the older... Uh, Democrat, we had done the great reset, uh, with Charlie and the guys, yes. uh, the team about five or six months ago and had a great turnout. The outpouring of, of the war and the older demographic was incredible, but that's why you kind of act. This, as a this was the first multi-generational yes. turning point event that we've seen. And, and Kevin, you've been going to 
uh, to Turning Point. You've been coming with a few years now, but this was the first one that was really, you know, multi generational. You had uh, it was great. older, it was a lot younger of parents, families, um, students. I mean, we always bring the whole family and the kids, but yeah, but it's usually which, just which us. I, which I think is it's usually just us. Yeah. But yeah, they they followed your lead pretty much. So I saw like a bunch of the other ambassadors parents that i've never seen before i think it's great it's different, parents. It's different from, SAS, from the student action summit no this is this has really become something that mm -hmm. you you can't even compare it to anything else because there's nothing quite like what we're gonna have to be comparing things to america fest now i also this. think what's so amazing is someone who was sort of loose i'd never been to a turning point event before but i remember when i was in this high was school, not your first event this was my first turning wow. point event. no i know and yours too right with the uh, exception first, of Great yeah, Reset. First, the first, first. But the first main turning yeah. point. Wow. And nothing against organizations like Young Americans for Freedom, but it's just really interesting to see that among the the younger kind of group, at least who are attending this, that the populist movement is alive and well. Because it's, it's, huge. it's not just yes. talking about tax cuts. Yes. It's not just the idea that, oh, well, kids become conservative that's, once they start paying this. taxes. No. Not no. at all. I mean, I talk to kids my age. I'm like, I'm going to get replaced as the co-host of Warm. There's so much talent out there. These kids really understand the issue. Talk to us about that. Issue. Talk to us. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I just think that, you know, I think young conservatives have always been better informed because the narratives that they're sharing go against the mainstream. So you have to be able to disprove, right? You're sort of formed as the antithesis to what the mainstream is. So inherently, you're just going to know the facts because you have to, because you're always on your heels. You're always on your toes. You're always getting press, right? Everyone in your class, I know how it was, was always asking you, well, why do you believe this? What's the statistic on that? So I know how these kids are so well informed, but they're really passionate about issues that don't even necessarily impact them. You know, whether it's, I think, issues like education for younger kids, right? Like the, the groomer issues and, and the sort of sexualization of children. Um, these kids are really up Did to date. Did she say groomers? There she is. <laughs> I know, I Delta know. Gamma. I mean, you Delta couldn't hate Delta Gamma. You picked it out, right? What a hater. <laughs> I know. So transphobic of me. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but just for, from all, all these issues, they don't just approach it from the sort of, you know, old Reagan standpoint. They approach it with the action, action, action mentality. They want to really? get so involved. I mean, I was, I was blown away because I, I'm sort of not that I'm a pessimistic person, but I always look at sometimes events like these as not, not a waste of resources because it's important for the camaraderie, but I love to see what comes after them, right? It's about the action yes. on the I'm other gonna side. I'm going to say of something that, um, oh, no. Charlie would not have said when he was here. And it's something that Turning Point does that if you go and look when, when they sell the tickets on there, if you notice the student prices are much, much cheaper than the adult prices. Smart. And for when the students come in, they're offered, if they're Turning Point members, they get offered a stipend for their hotel, sometimes even their travel. So when you look at turning point, and this is not me doing a pitch because yeah. they don't they don't even usually talk about this. Charlie doesn't talk about it as much. They actually take the donor money that comes in and they invest it in the kids. The kids. Yeah. They let them come to the events. I've never seen any other organization that does this at that scale. And so it puts it in, this didn't exist when I was coming up, when I was going exactly. to college, nothing like this. Too. It, it never existed. Somebody that I came out here with was talking about he had twins. And there are two colleges in the Midwest, which are you would think are just standard stock, middle-of-the-road colleges, not radical at all, kind of that good Midwestern where you want to send your kids. 
Both of them are conservatives. And they say that they absolutely dialed down what they're doing. They're in the community. Both of them are in communication, different schools. They dialed down their papers. They dialed down class participation. They dial it all down and don't come forward to being true conservatives, what they really are, because said the teachers right out of the box, it's a C, right? Is, is, is that pressure in high school? You went, went to the, one of the top prep schools in the country. It was supposed to be so enlightened. Is that <laughs> pressure in high school and in college? Is that real? Oh, 100%. I had a teacher who had purple hair, like the whole trope of the like, you know, non-binary left-wing professor. Um, and I was, this was back in 2016 when Trump was running. So I think I would have been in 10th grade. And she, I, this is serious. She threatened to beat me up because I went on a podcast <laughs> at the time. Wow, hold on. Her origin story gets better. <laughs> I so know. Good. Now you understand why I am the way I am. This is not the show we had <laughs> planned at all, all by the way. The, no, did you see what you unleashed? Charlie's going to be like, what did you guys do back like, when I left? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. She a teacher threatened to beat up a student? I'm me? Yes, beat I'm you serious. Up. I'm serious. You probably they, they, you probably she was a they. Right. She was a they. They threatened to beat me up. Hold it. On, on, was it something you said in class? Was it a paper? No, no. So they, so I was always pushing my high school to be more open to political discourse because their new initiative mm -hmm. was diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. But it really only meant of skin color, right? Religion. It wasn't ideological. Right. right. Um, so I sort of used their own words against them. I, I was always talking to the administration. I'm like, you tell us every day you've made the new motto of the school diversity. Yet if I say anything that is remotely right wing, I'm ostracized and castigated as this crazy Nazi. So I said, why don't we bring in a conservative speaker? For example, to an assembly because they literally brought in a communist one time to come and address the the, the entire the entire student body. I'm Who serious. Who did you want to bring? Um, so we ended up bringing. So I was a Ben Shapiro fan back in the day. So I think it was funnily enough, it actually turned out to be Hugh Hewitt that okay. came, someone okay. from YAF. And so Boy, that's a radical. Yeah, yeah, really. Someone really, 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 after after he spoke, Andy Pudster, the guy yeah, who right? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the nicest yeah, yeah. guy, right? Like yeah. so not he run, toxic. He, he runs the like okay. the, the, the food chains. People walked out of his speech. You're kidding me. They called him a Nazi. They got up in the middle. It was like the whole high dramatic Antifa thing. Yeah, the high high school kids. High school kids. Um, a lot of them have now since become transgender, and I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, um, but but my so my point is so I was I was talking to the administration, I was like, everything you're doing is so hypocritical because you're telling me diversity is so important yet i'm like you know this crazy i'm being th cast as this crazy person because i'm just not a far left democrat so what the issue was was that they started kind of replacing the old guard of teachers at my school and frankly the people who are overseeing administration and admissions with these really really far left people so the kind of institutional culture of the school changed and unfortunately i think that's what we're talking about at these midwestern schools because it's you know the tale is old they're as all, time no, because, you, because you have to, to be a professor to be uh, even yes. a teacher in high school now you have to get your master's degree from one of these teaching yes. institutions yes. this is state law all across the country and they, they indoctrinate well. the teachers even even worse into wokeness and then they go and Let, the you, let's, let's take a commercial break <laughs> take a short commercial break by the way you know what they said out there at harvard westlake they said if we don't get this kid right she's going to end up being working for bannon and warburg uh -huh. <laughs> she's already she's already wearing the trump the maga hat right the little maga beret the maga beret short commercial break we're going to continue on with with natalie when origin, the origin story of a right wing uh, executive editor of, of War Room. Okay, we'll be back shortly. Making break. up a right wing be, radical. We'll, we'll be back in a moment. Spread the word all through Hong Kong.
A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Make sure you want to get your Christmas shopping. MyPillow.com. Promo code WARROOM. Go check it out today. The Inventory sale up to 80% off continues, and you'll get your gift. So let's get on to our square and get on with it. Uh, Kevin, give us your assessment of uh, give us your assessment of uh, of Amfest. Well, thanks. I appreciate being on here. It's an honor to be here. I do not have a frat story myself, <laughs> like Miss Winters here. Um, but yeah, it's uh, one of the most inspiring environments I've ever been in. I'm literally in Charlie's chair, and he's like still warm. I think he was so fired up from the weekend. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like being that he never went to college and, uh, in fact, he he's got the college scam right here. Yep. Yeah. He's got yeah. the college scam right here, yep. but he's able to create these events. And I think is like almost like a fraternity or a sorority that people can come to join like college students, the new media, the younger generation coming point. in. Cause it's a network. Point. Yes. Yeah. And you can come here. I wish I had, I mean, I went to Penn state, but you went to temple down in the yeah. city. So like, it was rough. But you had tough. you made your own tough. You you made North your own Philly group, tough. But yeah, North I mean, broad. watch out walking around to because the one of the things yeah, in, the, in the debates uh, between Trump and Biden, the one question was like, they say one thing that was good about the other side. Remember that it was I forget which one it was, but Trump said, yeah, I remember that that the left binds together always. At the end of the day, they're always united. They don't like pick at each other they don't have any petty stuff it's always resolved and well they control like, the institutions it's easier i think for them actually to bind together because they control the apparatus right they can they can they can hand out you know all the benefits of that right the tenure they can hand out i mean when you're at these college campuses and you're you're a conservative more importantly a populist nationalist are part of the trump movement i mean they look at you you know, you're just not a Republican, right? You're just not, you're something that's a Nazi, a white nationalist, something, you're something dangerous. 
Republicans and all that, even the Young Americans for Freedom, that's always been controlled opposition. You're not controlled opposition. You're uncontrolled opposition. I think that may be the difference of why it's such a, 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 such a virulent hatred, right, of, of the MAGA movement uh, in, in our institutions, particularly college campuses. That's why we come from, to AmFest and we see each other as we are, as patriots or Christians or what have you, and we can come together as we are you know, and Wait, Kevin, you I, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to throw something out there, too, because you're not even saying it. Because, Kevin, you and Taylor Marshall were leading something at 7 p.m. every single day of AmFest right That's in right. the back. Because, Steve, I come, around, I come around the corner, and what do I Going see? Going out there being salty. <laughs> I saw 50 to 60 men and women around the corner. I said, what's going on over there on their knees? Wow. Right in the back, in a circle. What were you doing back there, Kev? We were praying the rosary. We live streamed the first night. Wow. And we, we gathered together our, our little prayer cards. I have an old, old St. Joseph prayer card. This thing's ancient. It's been in my wallet for like a decade. But we, we assembled them on a chair, you know, just like they do in battlefields. Mm-hmm. You know, we pray where we're wow. at. And, uh, yeah. Doing battle they, rosary. They're doing battle rosaries were. back there, Steve. Battle every night at seven. You were every praying the rosary for wow. Father Pavone and other special intentions of the week. Yep. And there's no protesting. Like you could get together. I got a lot of followers from that. A lot of new connections. Um, other Catholic do people. do young people. I know older people do, but do young people? I'll go Kevin first, and then and then uh, Natalie. Do young people see this as a spiritual war? Uh, yes and no. Some, th- I mean, the younger generation needs to be taught still that there is a spiritual world. I mean, if you believe in the devil, you know, if you believe in God, you have to believe in the devil. Of course. You know, there's always evil forces at play. But spiritual demons, uh, that realm is real. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, do you think the younger generation thinks of it as a spiritual warfare like we do? I think we're getting to that point. A lot of the young people that I spoke with this past week, um, really we're using the talking points of, of the war room and I think see it through that lens because it is good versus evil. And I think for people who are sort of opposed to these type of conferences and think it's a waste of time, you know, you're training the next generation of leaders. And in a spiritual war, in political warfare, in any form of warfare, information warfare, you need leaders, you need the people to be invigorated and want to fight and, and in the fight and in it wholeheartedly. And I think there's a spiritual element to that too, but you also need to have hope. And I think it's events like these that give people well, hope. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. And, and Kevin, not to say your thunder, but so Steve, Kevin, Kevin goes to traditional Latin mass every week, but he also joins groups. And every time when he's traveling, wow. he'll find another one. And Kevin, let me ask you something. When you're looking at the age demographics in those Latin masses that you go to, are we talking older or are we talking younger? We're talking younger. Younger, A lot Steve. of younger crowd. People thirst for it. Absolutely. The young adults groups it's as exploding. well. It's exploding. That was another, I guess, alternative to like sororities and fraternities is like young adults groups. Yep. Mm-hmm. And with social media, that's one of the pros of it. You can connect with so many people nowadays. It's amazing. Like being in a WhatsApp group, group chat, like there's so much opportunity. Hey, Steve, so they're coming. Kind of, you've, the you've, so you've got the women you've got the women wearing the veils. Yeah. You've got the young families, the young yeah. kids. Kev, what, what, do you, what do you say about the, the uh, St. George? What do you say about the, the uh, what do you what do you say about the babies crying? We love that. I'm the I'm the one I'm the voice of the one in the desert. 
Right. They, well, out. we know you had that line before. So he said, Wait, what one? The line you said about a church. John when the you hear the baby, no, when you hear the baby's crying, oh, you so know you got crying, a church. It's dying. If you ain't yeah. crying, you're dying. Oh, yeah, yeah, church yeah, ain't crying, it's dying. Before we go, by the way, we're going to do more of the assessment tomorrow since we, we told so many great stories. But no, when you t pull yourself out of the story at University of Chicago, mm -hmm. as a third-party observer, that was evil what they did to that young girl, which would be you, right? That was pure evil to try to crush her spirit of actually thinking a different way. A calculated attempt to tell me that I'm not allowed to go against the way that they think or I won't have a social life, I won't have an academic career, and I won't have a career. It was get in line, shut up, sit down, you're not going to save this country, submit to what we believe. Struggle session. Exactly. Struggle That's exactly session. what it was. Struggle. A Stalinist show trial. Wow. Okay. And we just saw one there at J6. Okay. I uh, want to thank everybody. We had a great time here. I want to thank Charlie and the entire crew. Thank the entire production crew here for letting us do the afternoon a war room here. We're going to be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Natalie Winters will be uh, dialed in as my co-host. Thank you, guys. I want to thank the brothers Pasovic. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much, particularly you, for sir. doing, you know, doing if, uh, the combat. If we don't see you, by the way, if we don't see you, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. We'll talk Merry between Christmas. now and then. We'll Merry talk. Christmas. Yes, we got, by the way, War Room's going to be live every day uh, leading up to uh, Christmas Eve. We're going to be live every day next week. So War Room, no days off. Okay. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for everything. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's S-A-T, 123.com, SAT, 123.com, slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT, 123.com, slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.